Welcome back to Noise Extra. <laughs> We're here with a special breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news update. Um, <laughs> who are you? It. I can't do it. I can't who are do you? It. I'm <laughs> I'm Gray Holger. Oh, I'm here with who are you? I. And Mike Connolly. Iron Mike Connolly. <laughs> <laughs> and who are you next to me? I'm Sister of Steel, Tara Connolly. <laughs> Whoa, Sister of Steel. Awesome. Yes. So we are here on an extra episode for this week. That's right. We just got excited and we're like, let's just do another episode this week. And we talked about it in our last episode. And this was in my recent listening. And we just decided to... Go all in. It's a new release. Somehow new from 1985, thanks to <laughs> the people at Fantastic Records, which is a noise mail order and distribution based out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, Cincinnati? slash Newport, Kentucky. Where are they located now? Yeah. Oh, you know, I guess I know them as being from Cincy, so I'll be honest, I'm not 100% sure. There's a river dividing well, the two cities well, right to be yes and, it's the and, ohio river yeah and and actually newport would be newport kentucky would be the location of the southgate house which is my first ever out of town show which had been an hour away from the town i was in and that was a hair police show that's a two-story place yeah I we, played, there. we yeah. played in the parlor the upstairs which I've been is like, the upstairs. yeah 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 cool. it's so cool but we used to play there all the time and we saw a ton of shows there um but yeah so so um, they reissued this, uh, Hi Joe Kite and King of Noise. So we wanted to, we were like, you know what? Let's just, let's just do an episode about it. Why not? To say they reissued it is they, they made a beautiful record and a really nice quality jacket with a really nice cut. And it looks like the original record, big, beautiful black, gray and red print. And then there is a... 12 by 24 double-sided insert with liner notes from Makawa. So cool. Like, it, you're so getting sick. more than you yeah, got with the yeah, original. It's, and it's so they're sick. charming liner notes. They're, they're really, really they're good. They're great liner notes. But hey, before we dig into King of Noise, let's talk about some recent listening. Oh, yeah. You got anything of note there, Mr. Holger? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I tracked down this... CD that I hadn't heard about until recently. In fact, when we did our John Duncan episode on Twitter, uh, Robin Rimbo, I think is how you say his name, from Scanner. Maybe it's Rimbaud. I, I don't know. Uh, said he was excited to listen to it. And I am a Scanner fan. Uh, I'm also a fan of this band called The Haters. And they did a collaboration CD in 1999 called The Haters, comma, notably Scanner, which has three long pieces on it. And it's awesome. Vinyl Communications, right? It's Vinyl Communications, yeah. And it has that kind of classic late 90s haters, vinyl com, like craziness, color block art. Uh, it's a really cool one. And I, it's surprising to me because I, I hadn't heard of it. I didn't know of it. And I saw, I saw scanner in 99 in Detroit. I think like it's certainly, it would have been oh, wow. maybe out around then. I was definitely buying haters albums then. Uh, but it was just surprised at how good this CD that I had absolutely no idea by two artists that I like and have seen live. And obviously we've had GX on the show a couple times, but there's just always more noise to find out there. I love that. I listened to a uh, Mondbreak. 
the Alchemy CD, which is self-titled. Uh, something I actually just got recently, but that's from, uh, it's actually also from 1999 and big fan of uh, Shohei Iwasaki's output. Uh, you know, been collecting his stuff for a long time and that one finally, finally found it at the right price and added to the collection. And it's great. It's got like harsh noise moments and sort of uh, really nice, weird ambient passages. It, it's a cool disc. And we'll definitely be doing an episode on him sooner than later. Uh, there's sure. no way not to. So we, we've been listening to a couple killer things and one, one CD was something that we probably hadn't listened to in, it's been a long time to say probably 10 or so years and it came right back the second we hit play, and that would be Bloody Minded Trophy. Oh, yeah, wow. singing along right yeah, off mean, the bat. That's it's the crazy. thing is, like, it, it comes in, and you can just you just know it immediately. And I, what stands out to me about that album in particular is the how bare it is. It in Every track seems to be one synth tone. Yeah, it's a tone Very and vocals. minimal. And then the vocals are not affected or, or, you know, they're, they're not buried. They're not covered in delay. They're not layered. There's a few here and there. I think I'm actually the short tracks have, have some weird layering, the, the little blast tracks, but like the, 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 the full tracks, like, I just love how, how bare and raw and I, I and I, I, and kind of awkward, but I say that within like a, in a, in a very, it's I know I'm not saying that as a critique because there is something very it's very like vulnerable when you hear these just bare vocals without any sort of effect or or or, or anything like that on it. And I love that. And I am so I'm so I that's what I love about that record. Uh and it was so great hearing it again. Um, well, we're some people who have listened to that record probably like way too much. Well, and, <laughs> seen, and seen them live so and much. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. I've uh, played in the band for a handful of shows. I've both seen them live, done little tours and whatnot with Bloody Minded. Uh, they played the Chondritic Sound stage of the second No Fun Fest. Uh, you know, it's a, a band definitely we love. I haven't played that one in a while. I did listen to the new Bloody Minded album, which is actually self-titled that came out this year on Bloodlust, Mark's label. And uh, that one's a heavy hitter, too. But, you know, the sound has changed so drastically since Trophy. And the, the lineup has changed. Uh, I think he's probably using some of the same instrumentation, though. I know he loves those Roland MC-202s. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's it's a great time to, we've also been digging in, you know, we, we were jamming the new one, we were digging into old intrinsic action stuff, and which also just incredible. And what's cool with the intrinsic action stuff, because it is more, there's more layers and the vocals are being warped a little more yeah. and they're going through stuff. And then when you get to trophy, it's just this bare raw visceral power electronics and i just love it so much and and we'll never get enough of that what else we were also listening to smell like whim yes your enemy's balls your enemy's balls my enemy's balls oh my god what your a, what a balls. great cd that's on, the pure cd no that is the red stream cd oh red stream it's on red stream it's, it is it is in a cardboard slip like a pure okay. cd and it has color. an explicit yeah. lyrics warning oh, no. actually i don't know if you noticed it's explicit 
artwork. That's what oh, it says. No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says, it. it says parental advisory explicit artwork, oh, <laughs> which I think was just amazing. a great, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that has um, what is kind of in a weird way one of their classic songs turned over to sod which is kind of on some other other releases too in in various forms and there's live versions of it and the thing i, I know we've mentioned it and and obviously we're going to be doing full smell and quim episodes uh they just capture that that pitch black humor with the dark electronics without ever it just is always right like it's it, not it's zany all, it's, it's not goofy it's, it's just like, yeah. evil and guys we're gonna be seeing smelling quim that's true oh, yeah. I can't <laughs> in december i <laughs> will hope that many of you listening will be in new york on december 7th at the hospital fest smelling quim's gonna be there so why wouldn't you be there i'm, I'm gonna be there I'll be there. I will be there too. Noise Extra is going to be there on location. We are going to be... We're going to be dancing around. We're going to be pumping our fists. But more importantly, we are going to be covering the entire fest. Whether we're... Full disclosure, we're still exactly sorting out what we're going to be doing, but certainly going to be interviewing people. Uh, It's going to be a full, incredible day, December 7th. Hopefully, we're going to see a lot of you there. Buckle up. I just remembered the Pure CD is the diameter of Elvis's colon. Diameter yes. of Elvis's colon. And it's a great one, too. I also listened to uh, S-Core's Crime CD, which is on Daft Records, which is Dirk Ivans from Absolute Body Control and The Clinic. That was his his mm-hmm. imprint. That's cool. I it, Again, probably it's so cool getting into be, be, rediscovering some of these people we've discussed. Obviously, we discussed an S-Core 7 inch and that just kind of makes you be like, oh, I want to pull out all my S-Core yeah, stuff. Yeah, it snowballs and just, into just, something else. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, I wish I could have just pulled this one out. I, I went online and tracked down a copy of it because I was <laughs> like, there's an S-Core CD from 98 that I don't know about. I need it. And it's just as great as you would hope. Awesome. And of course, Daft did uh, that sonar CD that I talked about in the very first episode about Taro Machine that we did, uh, where I said it sounded like someone trying to make a techno record from Mertzbell Loops. That's that's Dirk's project, and out, was also out on his label. So oh. uh, it's cool to see that he, you know, was working with Japanese like textural noise artists too. Very sick. Yeah, so we've been getting together a lot lately, and just sort of. Uh, recording these episodes you know every week and then we've been doing seven inch episodes every week that we've been putting on our patreon uh along with the blank note sheets and uh, working on the zines of the note sheets and we've got a lot of special stuff planned so you can check out the patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra if you want more delicious noise extra content and speaking of japanese noise oh we just listened to I, I would say if I had to like kind of pigeonhole it, King of Noise. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Joe Kaiden's King of Noise. Wow. I mean, what a. For, I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, the cover. I mean, this that picture of the baby. It's, it's amazing. The simple, the the silver and black, the red typeface. I mean, it's just it it evokes so much to me. 
It's a classic looking record. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I guess I've always kind of taken it for granted because I've seen it so many times. I never really thought about the baby next to like the king of noise. But yeah, what the hell is that? That's yeah, wild. It's so great. It's so great. And dude, I mean, I, I love this. I love this one, too. And, and it's great because in this new reissues liner notes, you know, Makawa addresses his drumming. So, so you know, this just kicks off with these, and I'm going to say amateur drums, and I'm just quoting Makawa by him calling his own drumming amateur. It is just this rough amateur, like, drum that just opens up this album. There's this rotten feedback guitar, and then it starts into this sort of cyclic grind, and I, I wrote that it's like bee stings. And the huh. funny thing that I noted about this track, and it, it's you know seven and a half minutes, the wreck of a once promising youth. Great title, <laughs> so just a great title. Really nice. Uh, but the guitar is the sort of constant and the thing that carries the rhythm and the piece and the drums are running all over the damn place. They are just yeah. going wild. I love it. Well, that, that's exactly what I had done. I said the drums provide the chaos and Jojo's guitar provides the discipline. It is razor sharp. Oh, it's nasty. It really, I felt like I was getting stung. It's, oh. it's on off, on off, on off. It's assaultive. And the the cool thing about this one, more so than any of the other pieces, I could feel or I, I could I felt like I could see them playing when yeah, I was listening to this one. Yeah. And the other stuff is a little less identifiable as we go on through the record in terms of like what the hell is going on, right? Because it credits with it's JoJo on electric guitar, but then Makawa on other other yeah. yeah so, and so then uh, so, Junko yeah. is credited as Watcher. She is credited as Watcher. There, I will say there's there's a point. Later in the record, I feel like, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. I just kind of feel like she might have been doing more than watching at one point. But um, but yeah, so so we only get other with McCowan and only from the liner notes, you know, he's on the drums on the first track. And yeah, it is truly rough amateur pounding. And the energy is sustained through the whole track. Like you, you're like, is it still going? Like it's, it's that thing where at some point there's just so much that you kind of just like become numb to it. Like it's so um, sustained, but it's true that the, the drums are just like a wash of energy. They are. They keep running through the whole piece and the guitar keeps doing the same Thing just it's slicing so and cutting. I, I just couldn't help, razors. I just kept thinking that it's like a weird, like mirror image of like what a band is. Yeah, you it's know very what I true. Mean? Right. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Scrambled eggs of a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny because in, in these liner notes too, Makawa says that JoJo is looking to play with people who wanted to play music like Hawkwind. And oh, this yeah. is what came out. And I'll tell you what, it doesn't sound a ton like Hawkwind. No, me. I love Hawkwind. I love that it's through that filter. And that's, that's the thing that gets me excited about. I love when people put their influences through their own filter where you, it's somewhat, it's, it can be unrecognizable to other people, but to you, you know, you know what the influence is. You know, I, I love that. Oh, we need to do a spoiler alert. Because the liner notes say, don't oh. read the liner notes before you listen to that. <laughs> it does album. say the last line in the liner. So after you've read the entire liner notes, yeah. he says, 
It, but like maybe you should just listen to this without reading the liner notes first. But you'd already gotten to the end when he so says that. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, I'm assuming you've all heard this, but otherwise just forget everything you just heard. Go <laughs> listen to King of Noise now and then like come back and listen to this whole thing over again. Well, you can listen to King of Noise because we will have a link in our uh, podcast description and on our website for you to get this record. It's well, available for sure. now. And it's been one of those sought after records, and now you can get it on beautiful 12 inch vinyl again. It's available uh, again. To quote Makawa's liner notes, it may be meaningless, but let me end these liner notes with a recommendation that you try listening first without reading these notes. <laughs> so awesome. I love that. <laughs> that I love wonderful. it so much. Oh, God, that's so great. But the second track, the drums. That's when we get Makawa's other because I'm not necessarily hearing drums. Did you hear drums? Is it there? I didn't hear any drums on the I don't second think track. there's drums on the second one. I don't think I heard drums on the rest of the record. R- until the final like 20 seconds. Oh, okay, yes. Right, that's, right, right. Yeah. So there's not really drums on the rest of the record. So now we're just getting Makawa's other uh, along with JoJo's guitar. And what that must mean is that it's just running through the gutters of Japan and washing junk and putting it (laughs) into this amplifier that is being recorded because it is nasty. It's a constant sifting of the minute details and filth of a junk pile into your ears. (laughs) Yeah, it's so insane. It's so sharp and piercing. And it's not even the sharpest, most piercing track on the record yet. That comes later. All I could think of, and this track was just like string abuse. Like, it just seems like like his fingers would be shredded by whatever is happening to those strings. Like, the whole thing is just so, like, pointy, sharp, metallic, uh, abusive. But, you know, again, it's not... Uh, like zany and frantic and funny, like sometimes you hear those, but it, it's but it's also not, and you're right, it's not that, and it's also not like tough, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's just this, it's not industrial at all, right? It's just this, like, it's just these sheets of noise, like heavy chaos. Yeah, there's a Everything sounds like it's moving against its own will, but it just has to keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> and then this this sort of delay effect starts on it and it it peels off in these sheets or walls that keep coming at you. And it really sounds like a junk pile full of broken transistor radios partway through the piece. And it's just but mm. there's like something there's a giant rat in there trying to break free from this junk pile. So it's just moving and tossing stuff around and it keeps shifting. You know, when you start to see the the pieces fall down the hill with the, the piles not getting any smaller kind of thing. And it's I, I was just feeling that so hard. It's it sounds like a bunch of garbage in the like, I mean, that in a very positive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And there's all this intricate movement and these little subtleties in these sounds that are just brash and nasty and metallic and fuzzy and sharp. It's cool. Oh, and and this is one of the two German titles, Totem Maximus. And then also the liner notes kind of uh, bring a little bit of, shed a little light on the track titles. And the thing with, the thing with Hydrokaiden and, and with Incapacitance is the one thing you don't think about when you think of these two bands is bass. Yeah. There is 
you know what I mean? There's, there's, yeah. it's, it's, it's this gutted out sound that, and there's not that, that there's no like low end. No, it's lacking in a foundation almost. I, and I think but that's I, part of what gives it the illusion of so much movement is that it's not rooted in this sort of heavy static low end. It's all these brittle, nasty mid range and higher pieces moving around. And so it doesn't make it feel like it's it's in one place or like it's sitting there. It makes it feel like it's all moving and, and falling over itself. That's why we keep saying sharp and pointy. Yeah, yeah. and it gives it and it <laughs> gives it that, that free and wild feel. Yeah. Yeah. This one has got a that weird end and it feels like everything's sort of like shimmering and shaking too. I really I had a lot of there's a lot of movement in this piece and it just kept coming to mind over and over again as I listened to it. I was trying to describe what the sounds were making me feel, and I kept returning to that time and time again. So it's so sick. And then you get to flip the record. You've gotten seventeen and a half minutes of great noise so far, and you toss on the B side. And I hope whoever's being tortured during this. <laughs> well, it's I, I that. I, torture noise was written on my <laughs> on my notes for this track. Mangled vocals, thrash, trash guitar, and yeah, just tortured wails. Uh, I wrote in my notes: "Is someone injured?" Well, it starts with that just great, what I call hanging feedback, just for like that subtle, just kind of. It almost just sounds like a. It feels like a rope hanging in a room or something like that, yeah. or like a or like a yeah. like a chain hanging in a room, <laughs> and then. These tortured vocals just drag us down, and and I and I have to assume it's Makawa's vocals on this because, again, Junko is only credited as Watcher, and it doesn't sound like and her. it doesn't sound like I her feel either. like we know Junko's voice. I, I agree well. too. Yeah. I, again, I I think I wa- we'll get when and then when we get to the next track, I think. There's a possibility that a possibility, but this is certainly Makawa's vocals, uh, and because this is again, he's only given us other. He's not playing drums on this, so he's just. <laughs> of I don't guess he's maybe, else. He, maybe yeah. He guess he's torturing himself or something. I don't know. It is totally insane. You it's know, funny though. Sorry. Well, I, I was just gonna say, you know that it's intense when we're listening to it. Then we all start looking at each other. Like generally, we're like writing, or we close our eyes, or stare straight ahead. Then we're all just like looking at each other, laughing. Like, yeah, this is really good. Yeah, it's extreme. It, it goes from feeling like tortured whales to these weird, almost aggressive yelps. Though it's the the tone of the vocals change partway through. It sort of becomes a piece that's less frantic and more deliberate. And like more worrying, it, it, it's felt very uh, intentionally. I, I could feel its intent to harm me. Wow! <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I absolutely methodical can see that. almost. It ends methodical yeah. is a great word to describe this track. That's great. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. it's got a real creepy finish, and yeah, yeah, it's it's oddly minimal. I think that's part of that methodical thing you were discussing. Just like. Yeah, it, it settles in when Connolly said uh, the like a chain hanging in the room. There's also a point where I was just like, how do you play a guitar if it's just made of rusty hinges? Because <laughs> yeah, right. that sound yeah. was coming through too, yeah. this like just oh. rotten squeaking. And then there's some weird filter sweeps. 
that happened that I, I they just kind of came out of nowhere and I can only assume that's some more of Makawa's other right, <laughs> in the right. mix. This, and, this whole side is almost like, it's like the closest to like power electronics that they, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. has that, yeah. like, and again, that, that kind of power electronics, that's not bassy, that high frequency, yeah. that, that minimal early eighties UK. You're yeah, talking exactly. broken flag. And, yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. It has and, that yeah. feel to it. And, and like you said methodical. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah especially the next track, Fairy P. Well, the next track is a feedback smorgasbord. It's a squealer. Did I say that word right? I don't know. I said it word. I feel like I said it weird, but I say every word. Weird. I feel like a word is as smorgasbordy as smorgasbord. It should just be said however I want it. I agree. I agree. That's a word I don't hear often. <laughs> well, like the pizza place that I grew up near used to have a, a smorgasbord. It's like a buffet. Yeah. Right? Like with all the stuff on but it. But they, they called it a smorgasbord. Right. And now, fast forward to 2019, in your through your stereo, we get a smorgasbord of <laughs> feedback courtesy of Hydrokaiden from 1985. So this is a crazy time journey we're going through from the pizza place to 1985 Japan to 2019 through your stereo. Well, it's it's super blown and white hot like I imagine a pizza oven would be. <laughs> and it's, it's also melting. Dude, it is <laughs> melting. Like the cheese on a kind of good pizza. It is pizza. melting. It is piercing. It is... It's, it's extreme. You could, you could cook a pizza. I think it sounds like somebody's getting electrocuted. So then you can lay a pizza on them and cook that up. <laughs> Do you think you could cook? I think you could cook a pizza just through the sounds of this track. Yeah, you might be able to, but let's try it. We should definitely try that. On gray speakers, though, not ours. We should put the pizza on gray speakers yes, and yes. then, okay, yeah, all right. And then turn up Hydrokaiden. Okay, We're going to cool. make our own version of the Dream House where we play this and the room cooks a pizza for you. Oh, I'm in it. I'm in. I'm in. Let's do it. I'm Absolutely. in. Let's do it. And this is the track Self Mutilation, which uh, in the liner notes, Makawa says is a reference maybe to a book he was reading about the Vienna Actionists, which. I would assume a lot of our listeners are familiar with, but maybe we have to dig into them at some point too, since it is uh, Ooh, noise related nice. and a couple of them made uh, some I think, noise music. I think that's definitely going to be material. called for, for sure. This is the track where I kind, did anyone else feel like maybe while Junko was watching, she added a few, a few shrieks. I felt like I was hearing it. Am I wrong? Am I just wanting to hear it? Am I just like, am I projecting? Nah, she's credited as watcher. So I know, I, really, I know, I know. <laughs> I really but there, but, there, but know. you know what I'm talking about, though? There are those these weird yips, vocal and There's those yelps punctures. and the yips, and they really cut through. And I think that... I mean, it might be Makawa. It might be Makawa. Or, yeah, he could have been screaming in a higher voice, but whoever is screaming, they're doing it in a really high tone. So it really, like, it cuts right through. It was alarming the cats. Uh, you know, yeah. that... it. It certainly pierces you. But whoever, I mean, this track is, it's just, I mean, it's rough. It's a rough, it's, rough it's track. It's punishing. You're, the whole time you're like, is is this winding down? Yeah. <laughs> like, not that I it. want it to, but it's, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. punishing. Yeah. Like, the A side felt kind of short. And yeah. the B side is a minute longer, but it felt a lot longer because these, these tracks are just going right for the throat. Yeah. I mean, awesome. Thank you guys. Thank you, Jojo and Michael, for doing this. I mean, yeah. this was just so, it's so. This is 1985. Oh, man. Yeah, 
it's so intense for 1985. So, but, but it's so just intense in any time. It's it's really wild. It is. In, it's intense in any time. And even when you think of like 85, it's like think of there's so much that had art. There there is a lot that it that had come out by then, and it's almost insane to think about that. Like this was like. I don't know. It, it, it is really crazy that when we start getting into the dates and we start thinking about well, what's actually been out since. I mean, they've they Hydro Canada put out records before this. Obviously, yeah. Viva Angel came before this and others. And, you know, like you said, you know, come or broken flag like they had been around for like a while. Yeah. This wow, isn't trying cool. to do this, How but cool. it is somehow adjacent to it. It feels yeah. it feels in that world to me in a, in in a in a amazing way in in an amazing way. But all the pieces really come together in this in terms of like the album, the titles, the way it's presented, the minimalism, but also the the maxima, maximized you know sound and intensity. Um, it just really is its own like unique thing, and they just. Pack it up perfectly, and and I love that it's called King of Noise, and, and you know <laughs> Macau so addresses it in the in the liners, and you know the you know there's always different reactions when it's something like that. Like first person who says it, then you get it, and then there's people like, oh, what are you bragging or something? But I just love that. I love all the elements. It's a fun title. I love all the elements of King, of calling it that, King of Noise. You know, it's Man of War, Kings of Metal. You know, I love yeah. I love the self proclaiming like no. We're king of noise. And I actually love how he says like that calling it that is what's given the 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 project this unity throughout the years. Because, you know, they still exist to this day. We all got to see him a few years ago in L.A. I'm sure we're going to get to see him again, you know, sometime in the future. We obviously got to see. We saw Junko. Junko. I said queen of noise. I, you know, yeah. you can't help yourself. It's <laughs> yeah. a great feeling to like rally behind it. Like. And these are. Yeah. I will rally behind these guys. These guys and lady any day. Uh, for sure, Absolutely. we're not done yet. Though. I know, I know, I know. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. mean, I'm sorry. Oh, I it's just so exciting. It's just, it's just exciting <laughs> to talk about the episode here. I don't mean, I don't, I don't, I know, I know, I know. But we have 23 more seconds. <laughs> yeah, there is 23 more seconds in the form of "In Touch of a Bakai Part One. Yeah, it's just a 23 second blast to just. And here we go. Air Macau is back on the drums for this one. <laughs> it goes bam, 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 bleep, and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah, and and it, and and uh, it seems it, uh, according to Macau, it's a reference to another band of theirs at the time. It's fun. Yeah, it is kind of a it is kind of like a punctuating way to end the record. Just kind of like this this twenty three second blast to to end the record, and it's just so it's just so great. And this edition's great. Like really, really, the mat it looks nice. Um, it feels good to have. Yeah, I think it's a really nice it looking feel record. Inauthentic. Yeah, a good job with it. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do reissues and, you know, people obviously, you know, probably have different opinions on how reissues should be done. You know, th this is more of an exact reproduction of of the original thing. And I think that's a very cool way to do it. I think adding different elements that are appropriate to add to a reissue, I think that's a good way. That's a cool way to do things, too. You know, there's a number of ways to go about reissues, um, but I do like this you know, this kind of exact uh, reissue style with the nice liner notes and stuff. It's, 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 it's a welcome addition to the collection. If you don't own, own the original for sure. I feel like I go back and forth on that because sometimes I'm really not a fan of reissues. Yeah. And well, sometimes right. I'm not a fan of exact reproduction. I'm not, I either. Agree. I and agree. It's, Some, it's subjective to the material. I, yes. It is subjective to the material. And I do think it's a release by release kind of consideration because you are correct. Sometimes the exact reproduction is kind of a letdown 
or, or feels, it doesn't feel. Mm. Especially when you have it the original and you're like, when am I going to buy it again? Oh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. in exact reproduction, there's just, you don't feel the passion. Um, or, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. It is just kind of a release by release basis. For whatever reason, this reissue, I think, is done really well. I, I really like it. You just know it when you see it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's what it is, yeah. We'd like to thank Fantastic for sending us this record, too. That's fantastic. Uh, this is... It's not often we get a chance to discuss something that's out now that still sort of fits within our criteria of what we want to discuss, which is, you know, noise up through the late 90s. <laughs> and this is it. Luckily, it's been reissued so you can get your hands on it and it's easy. It's not uh, a lot of the stuff we've we've talked about has been a little trickier to track down. You, I can't just say go buy it on the website of the label to put it out. But <laughs> yeah. I can for this one today, which I think is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we highest recommendations if you like noise <laughs> and guess what we do you know it's funny this this was a stripe of noise that i wasn't when i was younger the biggest fan of is the sort of more guitar and drum whaley noise we talked about this a bit before but oh, yeah. uh it as i've gotten older i can really appreciate it a lot more and see it in context alongside Noise. I mean, if you're only listening to pedal noise from the 2000s and the late 90s or whatever, if you're only listening to, uh, you know, power electronics and synthesizer based noise or like loop based dark ambient kind of stuff, it's easy to get lost in one of those things and sort of disregard some of the other stuff. But when you start to dig in and look for the passion and the production and the just complete alienating strangeness of some of this stuff especially given that they were using things that were normally used in a musical context, it makes it really powerful. And it, this record has that power. I, I agree with that 100%. When, when you saw, I know we, we discussed in an earlier episode, obviously this is the first uh, return uh, artist that we're discussing. This is our first, you know, we, we talked about ferocity of life earlier in the year. It's also why it's a, uh, noise extra breaking special breaking, <laughs> breaking. <laughs> whatever you want to call I, it. But I can't remember when you s saw them in New York. It was the three. It was the trio, correct? With Salmania. Oh, oh Salmania so was playing cool. with yes. Ian. Oh, yes. that had to be good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's so cool. Yes, it was. <laughs> was it? Was it good to watch? Like, was it? Was yeah, it, it was, yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. That's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm very jealous now. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when we all got to see him in L.A. Uh, a year or two ago, it was the trio, and it was just... Absolute it, punishment. Oh, it was <laughs> so <laughs> awesome. But this type of noise, I think something that I've always loved about it is the energy. Like, you know when you watch this show, you're going to get a show that you can watch and listen to. Um, but I really enjoy the just, like, physical energy output of it. Uh, I don't know, I just... It connects to me. It gets me going. I'm high energy. Just, you know, love to like, you know, just roar. Yeah. And it does that. This is, this is high energy noise and it's very human and it is that organic energy that they're putting into there. You can, yeah, and it comes across on the record. It's the joy of like banging on a pan with a stick or, you know, breaking something. It's awesome. Well, yeah. And, and it's, it's I've said it before, just this idea of this idea of freedom noise. And I feel like 
so both of Makawa's projects, Hydrokaiden and Incapacitance, oh embody God, that yes. idea of just pure noise freedom. And and when you when you watch the Incapacitance documentary, you read interviews with him, with Makawa, you see him, you know, see him talk and hear what he has to say. You just he just this guy just loves noise. He breathes noise, and he puts his entire being into noise when he's performing and it comes across on, on King of Noise. Yeah. And his words are so genuine too. Like in any interview, um, things that he've written, they're just absolutely um, genuine words of thanks, appreciation and passion. And I love in the, in the documentary when he has a, there's a kind of a point where he says something like a lot of people I know who used to make noise, like don't make noise anymore. I just wish they would make noise again. Like in the way he says that, it's like <laughs> not. So it's just kind of like, I just wish you guys would make noise again. Like, like it's not That's like great. it's I not like it. angry. It's not like it's not bitter. It's just kind of like you guys should make noise again. Like uh, I still love making noise. Why don't you guys should just make it again? And I, I, I just I love that about him, and and uh, you know he'll never he'll never he'll never cease to just fill me fill us with with noise inspiration there's a great little quote in here i'm gonna read oh good it's in regards to the drumming on the first track there's hardly anything more human than forgetting things that would be inconvenient to remember but i honestly can't remember any details of those days or about that decision so what does that say about me (laughs) (laughs) i love it oh i love it i love it king of noise You've been listening to Noise Extra. I'm Tara Connolly, here with Mike Connolly and Gray Holger. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years. By Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. We'd like to send a special thanks to our new subscribers. Matt Harrison, Eric Nystrand, Janice Welling, Stephen Petrus, Will Greiner, Frank C., Philip Linskog, Joel, Chad Z. Hickman, Russ Carlton, Brandon Kucherek, Peter Keller. Thank you so much. You make this possible. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in all of those, and on Twitter at noise extra with three A's. Thank you for listening to us and to noise.